turns out we can actually skip the line if we give one of the head honcho bouncers 200 bucks cash. And I don't carry cash. My friend didn't have any cash on him. We try to find ATM. There's actually none anywhere near Club 11, like outside. Like the nearest ones are blocks away where there's like a bank institution or like a, a walk-up bank and stuff. He wants to get to an ATM as quick as possible. So he calls an Uber. I get in the Uber on my side. And on the floor, I just see this big lump of cash. So I just take the lump of cash and I just move it in hands and I just tap my buddy's leg and I give it to him. And he counts it up exactly $200 to the penny. Like, tell me that's not meant to be like that. God wants me to be in Miami. That was straight up God's plan that we got in that Uber. I'm going to keep saying it. Pay your fucking dues. It's the name of the goddamn podcast. We've definitely paid our dues. <sighs> Welcome back to another episode of Pay Your Dues. I'm your host, Ash Kennedy. And as usual, sitting next to me is... Some cold, cold drinks. Got used to saying uh, cold brews, but uh, got some cold dew sitting next to me. Yes, you heard that right. Dews. And we're not talking dews like pay your dues. We're talking dews because we got, we got that hard mountain dew. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button if you are new here and as usual. Make sure to go ahead and subscribe to the OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast. We are coming to you today from Southern Florida. We finally have made it down here. It's been long awaited. We were in Maryland for about six months, and that was an interesting six months, to say the least. I definitely don't regret it because I met some people, had some connections for when I Finally settled in down here, but definitely uh, some regrets along the way. Definitely uh, had some lackluster performance getting the podcast uploaded. I was consistently going once a week for about six months, all the way from when we started February of last year and all the way up until the beginning of September of 2021. So I definitely want to go ahead and apologize for that. But I'm definitely coming back now that I'm in Florida, now that I'm back to having more free time. Definitely looking forward to getting back into the pod and regular uploading. So Pay Your Dues is going to have nothing but getting better than ever. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and, and be a part of the journey because we are finally here at the final destination and no longer in a temporary spot in fucking Maryland. Such a weird, such a weirdly shaped state. I mean, I, I needed to go somewhere that was a bit more symmetrical looking. Like, very few states are perfectly symmetrical, but Maryland's not even close to it. The way they're shaped like a bunch of lumps, but they're flat on the top. Then they have like the peninsula. And then for some reason, Delaware is fitting there somewhere. And then the craziest thing is that there's actually the tail end of Maryland. That's the uh, end on the East Coast. There's actually a little strip of it that's Virginia, 
that doesn't even touch the rest of Virginia. I think that is just absolutely absurd. And then the way that the tail end on the opposite end, how West Virginia has the tail that goes between Virginia and Maryland, and then Maryland has like the one, I don't know what to describe other than like a shape kind of like a an iron head of a golf club that's just like sticking into West Virginia, sitting on the bottom of Pennsylvania. I don't know. Maryland was an interesting place. But I'm ready to be black back somewhere now that's in a bit more of a grid layout where they got the square-shaped roads. Because up there in the northeast, they just have the those curvy roads. But yes, you did in fact hear me correctly. Drinking some cold dews. Because we're drinking this hard Mountain Dew. Because there's only three states in the entire country that are actually selling this. Or maybe, it, maybe it's changed since then. But for the last month or so that it's been out... It was released in only Iowa, Florida, and Tennessee. And when I was back home in Iowa from Maryland, getting the rest of my stuff ready to move down to Florida, man, I was trying to find this stuff for days, and it was sold out everywhere. And truthfully, I do not know why. Maybe it has some hype behind it, but this stuff is very, very... Okay, I would overall give it maybe a 5, maybe a 6 out of 10, and that's with a 5 being average, that's not a 5 being a 50% you fail, that's a that's a 5% average range, and very, very average, not bad, not great, but yeah, they got the four flavors of it, they got regular, honestly the regular one just tastes kind of like a Diet Mountain Dew, doesn't taste bad, but it's just kind of, yeah, very, very sweet. The thing is surprising, there's no sugar in this though, which I find is crazy. The watermelon one, I can do without it. It's not, not great, but it, uh, it's good enough. One thing I noticed about all of these though, because of it being sweet and the flavor of it, you don't taste the alcohol, which is kind of nice, but it makes it easy to drink, but it's, uh, it's carbonated and it definitely is something that you feel like is going to be hangover central. And then my two favorite flavors, we got the, uh, they call it the black cherry. Yeah, black cherry, but that's what I'm sipping on now. I like to call it the code red though, because it's red and it reminds me of the code red Mountain Dew, which I always liked code red Mountain Dew as a kid. So that's what I'm just going to remind this one of is that it's the code red dirty dew. If you will, if you will call it the, the hard, hard Mountain Dews, no, it's too specific. These are the, these are the dirty dews, baby. And then there's the Baja Blast. The Baja Blast one also is great. If you, if you could, if Mountain Dew would sell these, not in a full variety pack, but in just the individual ones of, I could get a 12 pack of just Baja Blast or a 12 pack of just the Code Reds. These would maybe be like a seven or an eight out of 10. I mean, shoot, maybe even, Maybe even an 8.5. That's, that's being generous. But yes, these are only sold in three states, Iowa, Florida, and Tennessee. Don't know much about Tennessee with selling these, but in Iowa, they were sold out everywhere. Did not get my hands on them for the entire week that I was back, actually. It wasn't up until I moved down to Florida and I was casually just getting my first groceries. Wasn't even on a mission to find them. 
I was at a Publix getting my first groceries at my place in Florida. And I just look to the side because I'm going through every single aisle making sure I know exactly where everything's at because I'm going to be coming back here again because the location's convenient, but Publix also just has that reputation. I'm going through every aisle so I know where everything's at. And I'm getting some frozen chicken because, you know, gains, bro. And I see this stack of hard Mountain Dew just sitting there at the end of the aisle, completely unscathed. And I was thinking, wow. In Iowa, these were sold out everywhere and high demand and nowhere had them around. There would be liquor stores that you'd call, be like, hey, do you have Hard Mountain Dew? They would say, no, and just hang up. Or you'd walk into a liquor store, look lost. They ask you if you're looking for Mountain Dew, say they're sold out. Here I come down to Florida, first couple of days, and I find it without any effort. I'm liking this place better already. Absolutely. But I do believe that this is my first time ripping an episode of Pay Your Dues by myself in about six months. I did one in Maryland when I first showed up there after my first weekend. And I was thinking at that point in time that this is something that I'll be able to do consistently. It's not that difficult. Not at all. (sighs) But when you're working a job that requires 49-hour weeks, that mandatory overtime is killer. The nine hours may sound like it's not that much, but when you get out at 9 9 p.m., 8 p.m., sometimes even 10 p.m., because you stay a little bit later, it's, it's exhausting. And honestly, I don't, I don't want to be in a job that makes me put the, put the podcast in the back burner, which that's exactly what happened. And I'm, I'm exactly not going to go back into that. The entire time that I was there, I believe I only recorded four episodes, which that's pretty lackluster. And I honestly, I just dropped the ball big time on, on pay your dues. It just, Working those long hours, and it, I wasn't a job I was a fan of. I like the people I work with, but what the, what the job itself was requiring, I was not a super big fan of it. I was just burnt out, didn't have the time to do it. And then even when I did have the time to rip to rip on here and there, I'm gonna be completely honest. The the quality of the episodes I recorded in Maryland, I'm I'm not too proud of. I would. That was, I was just so desperate to post, so desperate to make something that I just really let it, let some shit slide that I cannot let slide anymore. I was just so desperate to make content. I made some straight up one star content when I was in Maryland. And I don't, I don't want to put blame on the people who I had on the podcast. Uh, I thought they were fine. The stuff we talked about was fine. But the problem about, what we did wrong with every single one in Maryland. The one I recorded by myself, by the way, I wouldn't group in this category. But the other three that we did. Why the fuck did I let this happen? We were watching something in the background while doing the podcast. That is unacceptable. Like the first one, we were watching a Thursday night football game when the Packers were playing the Cardinals. By the way, that was a great game. Ah, uh, But... I mean, who can focus on the, who can focus on the conversation when you're watching the Cardinals get their first loss of the season at the hands of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? He's staying, by the way. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but it worked out pretty well. Uh, and I don't remember the fights, but there was, 
There are two podcasts that we did. There was a fight going on, and we were watching the prelims about it. Like, that is absolutely one-star content. And I don't make one-star content. No. No, sir. That was my biggest gripe about pay your dues back before I moved to Maryland was that I had this quality podcast that I'm trying to work on, trying to make some great content, give the listener something to enjoy. And for somebody not there with us watching the game or the fight or whatever it is, some of you had to be thinking if you listen to those, what the fuck are these guys doing? I mean... Truthfully, I thought it was a little bit worse when I'm recording it, and some of them weren't so bad when I played them back, but still, that's just unacceptable, and we're done doing that. From here on out, any podcast that gets recorded, you are in it for the conversation and not because we're playing something in the background. What were we thinking? Now I'm here at the final destination. I am ready to grind out some content, get back on some regular uploads, as I had said earlier. The thing about those podcasts that I record in Maryland, I don't think I'm going to delete them. I'm going to keep them around as motivation to continue making some of that five-star content to get those ones pushed way down there so that way when you pull up the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it may be, that you don't even see those episodes unless unless you're crazy about pay your dues and you go back and listen to every single episode, which by the way, I appreciate you, Uh, but... uh Yes, I'm just going to keep grinding out content and just get rid, not get rid, get past those shit episodes that I recorded in Maryland. Because, as I said, I'm here at the final destination. We can only go up from here. I cannot say that I regret it going to Maryland because of the friends I made prior to moving down. It's always good knowing somebody before you're moving across the country. Like, it's... It's surprisingly, like, it's not not as difficult as I expected to be moving completely across the country, leaving everything behind. But when you know some people that you meet halfway, it it definitely makes it a bit easier. But that entire time in Maryland, I just, I dropped the ball on the podcast and it was just lackluster. And I, ew, I can't do that anymore. My dues that I have is to make quality content and I'm going to pay those dues, baby. Pay your dues and pay your dues. Hard Mountain Dew. Dirty dues, baby. Along with paying my dues, though, I certainly paid a lot of movement expenses to get down here. Holy shit. Renting a U-Haul is not cheap. I learned that the hard way. Getting from central Iowa down to south Florida $3,000 to rent the U-Haul. Can you believe that? And the thing is that it only looks like it's going to be like 2600 or something. But then when you get the insurance that you pretty much have to get because they just sell it too well, it's only 100 bucks to get it. But they say if you don't get it and someone breaks, you're liable for damage of the entire truck, which is up to like $40,000. So it's like, oh shit, I better get this insurance in case something goes wrong. And then, just like with the taxes and just like other stuff, close to about $3,000. And not to mention that that bitch is a gas hog. And the way that gas prices have been looking the last few months, man, thanks a lot, inflation. It was another 1000 bucks in gas to get down here. Like, I mean, I, as I said, I didn't spend the last six months in Maryland for nothing. 
And I didn't spend those hefty moving expenses for nothing. But, oh man, it was expensive to get down here. I don't know if I was expecting it to be that expensive. It almost makes me question that I should have just lived out of my suitcase, took a plane down, and just made it work. But I have a lot of stuff here. Got the TV, got the whole, got the couch, got almost a new studio. I mean, I miss that old studio back in, back in West Des Moines. That studio was dope. Had this, I mean, I put the sound foam up here, but I got the sound foam there. We had the TV in the middle. We had the lights flashing. It was, it was fantastic. But I was looking at moving to Florida for a while. And truthfully, back when I was looking at originally moving to, to down to Miami, Southern Florida, I was, I was having a hard time just, just finding my why for it. I jokingly would say, uh, because I need some superficiality in my life. I need some fake tits, need some more beautiful women. And the thing is, but I was just kind of saying that as a cover up because back in July and August when I first left, I truly didn't even know the why. I just wanted to be somewhere warm and iconic. But that first weekend that I was here, I had a night out in Miami. So it's kind of a, kind of an interesting story. There's a friend that I have on Snapchat. Uh, he knows who he is. Shout out him. And I, I was just saw his like snap story one day and he was in Miami. I couldn't tell if it was like an apartment or like a resort. And I was like, Oh bro, how long are you in Miami for? I just moved down here. I'm up the coast just, just barely a little ways. And he was like, Oh dude, I live here now. So I'm like, shit. Damn, I'm trying to hit Miami. He was like, oh yeah, come on, come by on Thursday. So I, I know I had to. So I took the, uh, the tri-rail, which tri-rail train, in case anybody doesn't know in Southern Florida, goes all the way from the Miami airports, the furthest Southern points. Furthest Northern point is Mangonia Park, which is in West Palm Beach. So I would say overall, it's about an hour and a half drive without traffic between the two of them, but it's a, Easiest way from north to south because it's cheap. There's no parking. I took it and the tri-rail in Hialeah, which is a suburb of Miami, if maybe even, maybe not a suburb. I don't even know, honestly. Suburb of Miami is where it, it intersects with the, uh, there's a, there's a transfer station, which you get on the metro rail to get into the city of Miami. And at this train station, I don't know much about Hialeah, but I've heard that absolutely Nobody speaks English. And there's nothing wrong with like people speaking Spanish. There's nothing wrong with like foreign language, foreign cultures. But I've heard that it's in the bad way that nobody speaks English there. So just because I heard it that way, I was not going to leave that train station. Personally, I don't even know if Hialeah is dangerous or not. But I just, I had no reason to leave. Everything I need at the station. So just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay here and uh, get on the next train going to the city. And, man, when we were transferring trains from the tri-rail to the metro, there was this crazy guy on the escalators on the way up who was just like, I don't even remember the shit he was yelling, but it was like talking to people. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Why are you talking? Why are you talking to people? Just like mind your business and be quiet. And then he was just like talking shit. And then like the guy in front of me who he was talking smack to took the other escalator because he was like, I got to get the fuck away from this guy. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'll, I'll go on the same escalator as this guy, but I'll just keep my distance. 
And I'm back a good like 20 feet or so. And we're going up the final escalator to get right up to where the metro rail comes at. And as we're going up this escalator, he's he he gets to the top of the escalator, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh baby, we got here at the right time. Looking back at me, and he's like, we're here at the right time, boy. We're here at the right time because the train's pulling up. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And so I saw like where that guy got on the train, and I was like, I am not getting in the same car as that guy. Not a chance. And I think I think I ended up did getting in the same car anyway, but I did did not mean to. I tried to get in one car back and then I think he walked back and got in the same car. But there was enough people on there. I wasn't too worried. And I guess I don't understand the lingo of getting on a public train. I have a f- friend that lives in New York. I had a great time when I went to New York, by the way. Shout out New York. And he said that the lingo is that if there's somebody sitting on one end of the train by themselves, you don't want to sit by them. Well, I didn't understand that. I, I got in the train and I figured like, okay, I'm just trying to be away from that crazy guy. This guy looks like he's minding his own business down here in the corner. So I'm not sitting right next to him, by the way. I'm sitting like across from him, but on the same end of the car. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, it's going to be just chill back here. I'm just going to be on my phone. It's only going to be like a 10 minute ride max into the city. No big deal. And then, boy... We, this tra- as soon as this train starts taking off, this dude starts humming and like bobbing up and down. He's like, hmm. and I was like, God damn it. I can't get up and move away from him now. I'm just going to sit here and like act like, act like it's nothing. Then he's just like, he starts, this guy starts laughing. He's just like, <laughs> as he's bobbing back and forth. And I'm like, go, oh, oh man. Like if this guy tries to like do something, there's, there was a security guard who walks between cars and the train. So I wasn't entirely sketched out, but if that security guard was not there, I don't even know what would have happened. It probably would have been kind of scary. By the way, this is at nighttime. Like this is probably like 9 PM in Miami that this is happening. And by the way, that crazy guy who was on the escalator, there was some stop before we even got into the city that the security guard kicked him off, probably because he was being weird, harassing people. But it was, <laughs> that guy got kicked off the train. I eventually made it into the city, totally fine. Met up with my friend who lived downtown and everything was fine. And we were just, we went to this place called Sugar in Brickle. We're, it's on like the, not like the 40th floor or something. It's this rooftop place where you can get some, get some dinner, get some drinks. It was expensive. It was like a hundred bucks minimum per person for a table. Like you have to spend that much money at least. But I mean, in a place like that, it's hard to not spend that much money, to be honest. And that place was stellar. We got a bottle of champagne and the entire time. We're just like talking with each other about like what, what, what's up in Miami, how it's going. And they just said that we we're just talking business and stuff. And they're saying that in Miami, everybody's making moves. Like you talk to, you talk to anybody. Everybody's trying to start something. Everybody's on a grind. Everybody's trying to build something. And I'm just like, damn, it's just one big grind and hustle culture. And in reality, that is the reason why I wanted to move down here in the first place. I knew it and I didn't even know it before moving here, but that's exactly why I wanted to get, to get my ass down here to Miami because I know that people were making stuff happen, making connections and just completely 
just grinding it up, grinding it out. I mean, grinding at the clubs too, but I mean, just grinding and hustling, just doing what they can to, to get by. I'm here to make connections and to make shit happen. So we get dinner, have some drinks, and then, but I came to Miami not just to get a rooftop dinner and some drinks. So he was like, all right, let's go out to the clubs. So we go to Club 11 because Club Space is right there as well. My friend likes that place. We go to Club 11. It has like an hour wait to get in or something like that. So we're like, ah, no, we're not going to go here. And so right by a block away, there's Club Space. So we go to Club Space just because obviously we don't want to wait to get into 11. That's just completely not worth it. Well, we thought it wasn't worth it uh, to be continued. And we go to Club Space. And I don't know if this place is normally like this. But the oh, the first room in Club Space is just dark. There's like not a single light except at the bar. Like you can't even see. Like, And the thing is, it was crowded full of people. You could tell it was full of people because you see silhouettes. But you don't see anybody's face. There's absolutely no lights. Like, come on. Turn the lights up at least a little bit. I want to know if there's somebody who's like pissing on the floor or not, like right next to me. But the thing is, it's so dark. You can, some, there's no way someone has not done that. There's no way somebody has not been in club space and just whipped it out, pissed on the floor, and then just like dipped and like gone somewhere else. And, and that's if the lights are always dim like that. I, I really don't know because that, that was my first time ever been there. First time there, only time I've ever been there. Probably going to go back eventually, but I don't know. I, there's definitely just no way that no, somebody's never pissed on the floor there. I mean, but so we're sitting there at club space in the pretty much pitch dark. And my buddy gets a text from his friend who works at Club 11, actually. And he was saying that, turns out we can actually skip the line if we give one of the head honcho bouncers 200 bucks cash. So we walk up there, we go back to the club and we're like, yeah, that's the place to be. Club 11 is dope. It's one of the most iconic clubs in Miami. So we go back to Club 11, walk up to the bouncer and he was like, hey, uh, so-and-so told us 200 bucks we can uh, come through. And he was like, oh yeah, two, yeah, 200 uh, for both of you. And they only take hard cash. Like we tried, we asked about like, I think like Venmo and cash app and it just, it had to be cash. So, and I don't carry cash. My friend didn't have any cash on him. So literally, um, he was like, well, we got to go get some cash. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Bouncer was like, no problem. Just come right back and we'll have the same conversation. And so we try to find ATM. There's actually none anywhere near Club 11, like outside. Like the nearest ones are blocks away where there's like a bank institution or like a, a walk-up bank and stuff. And so my, all my friends trying to figure out, um, <laughs> he's trying to figure out how to get to an ATM. I ran back in one of the alleys and I may or may not have, uh, taken, taken a piss back there. I mean, that's like the epitome of dirty, right? Being in Miami and just like doing some, doing some nasty stuff like that. As I said, may or may not, cannot confirm, but it, it was the epitome of, of being dirty. Just 
being in Miami. And the thing is, there was like a fence. And the fence had like a little, you know, the flappy stuff that's on a fence out. It's like a tarp. It's like that's just waving or whipping around in the wind and zero privacy. But you got to do what you got to do. If you can't, if you can't do it in the club, you got to do it somewhere. But anyways, so my, my friend just, he wants to get to an ATM as quick as possible. So he calls an Uber to go to an ATM, but it's going to be a hike. As I said, it's like a few blocks. And so I get in the Uber on my side and on the floor, I just see this big lump of cash. So I just take the lump of cash and I just move it in hands and I just tap my buddy's leg. And I give it to him. And he's like, oh, how much is here? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just like tap him, tap him th- the, my finger in my mouth. Like, no, 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 no. Don't say. I don't want the driver to know that there's money back here. What if it's his money? Or if it was somebody else's money that they dropped when he, that he wrote earlier. I don't want them to, um, I don't want him to think it's his money because it's his car or whatever the case is. Or they call back and, they lost their money and then the driver like has a trail back to us and then it's like blood money and then we get killed or something like that. No, I'm just like, no, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. Don't say anything about the money. So I give him this money and he counts it up exactly $200 to the penny. Like tell me that's not meant to be. Like that, God wants me to be in Miami. That was straight up God's plan that we got in that Uber. And we found that 200 bucks. By the way, God's plan, that music video was filmed in Miami. Shout out Drake. So this Uber driver literally takes us around the block, drops us off exactly where he picks us up. And we go back to Club 11. And so we're literally sitting there. Um... Walking back up to the same bouncer, and there's these two girls there that are arguing with the bouncer. You know, pulling pulling the girl shit. They're entitled shit about like you gotta let us in because we're girls and we're so hot. They were pretty hot, not gonna lie. But they're like they're basically arguing with him, trying to get in, and he was like, "I've told you five times now, go get to the back of the line, and you'll make it in when you make it in." Or you can get a table and we'll let you in now. But so the one chick continues arguing with the bouncer and her friend, who's being a little bit more passive about it, notices my friend pulling out this money, giving it to the bouncer. And she's like, are you guys getting in? And I just kind of look at her and I'm like, and I don't say anything. I just look at her. Then I just look back and then maybe catch a small smirk. And she's like, you guys are getting in, aren't you? Same thing, I'm just looking forward, not giving her any attention. And she's like, I'm coming with you. She says she's coming with. And it's kind of funny because the bouncer has a retractable belt. So he lets me and my buddy in. And as soon as I get let in, he rips that belt over. And we never saw those girls again. As I said, they were pretty bad. But they are not going to hinder my chances of getting into this club right now after this time that we just invested going from the two clubs back and forth. Getting that Uber, very luckily finding the $200 cash that was God's plan. And now we made it in. 
And so we met up the, and then we still got to wait in line to get actually in the club. So right now we just made it past the bouncer. And there's these two guys that come up and they're like, oh, you guys just like got in that way to the VIP line. And we're like, oh, uh, we, we guess. They're like, you guys, you guys want to get a table? And we're like, um, shit, uh, maybe. I mean, it's three grand for a table, $3,000. And they're saying like, oh yeah, we would totally pitch for that. And we're like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe later, but for now, for now, don't even worry about it. Even though we paid that 200 bucks cash to get past the bouncer, we still had to pay $80 cover to get in each. $80 cover, but this place was insane. And if you've been to Club 11, you know that it's absolutely insane. It's a half nightclub, half strip club. Like, it's a nightclub that's like serving drinks, playing music, good music. Music that makes you just want to get blacked and fight somebody. And they got strippers that are just like dancing all over the place. Like that's the epitome of like Miami, what you picture about it. By the way, I was going to say Vegas, but the, the, my friend and his roommate, they are actually saying that they've been to Vegas multiple times and Vegas doesn't even compare to Miami. Miami is way better. I've never been to Vegas myself, so I can't compare, but I can only take for the word for it that I've been told up to this point. But these guys, we get in the club and these guys are like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll see you around, bro. No big, no big deal. It's whatever. And the thing about like how it's a half strip club, half nightclub, the dancers in this place are so bad. Like they, they are total babes. Like they're so hot. (laughs) They got like their nice, nice tits, nice ass, everything. Like you, you name it. And the thing is, they're straight up finesse queens. They're finessing you so hard. They they come up, pretend to be interested in you in two for for about two seconds, and if you show even the slightest bit of interest, they just they just grab you and they drag you into a private room. So that actually happened to us later as well. So those guys that we were talking about, this is a few hours down the line, actually. By the way. So I actually went at this nightclub. It was kind of funny. Um, Takeoff and Rich the Kid were performing there that night. That may have been why the cover was like so stupid expensive, why there was a line. It's kind of crazy just because like they were performing there. And like at a normal concert, you have like the stage, then like you have the barrier, and then that's where everybody is. There's no barrier at this place because like it's just a strip club. You can go right up to the stage. So Takeoff and Rich the Kid are performing there literally like just right in front of people and they're throwing money into the crowd it was it was honestly kind of hilarious they performed for only like 20 minutes which i've heard is very typical in miami the th- i feel bad also because it was like 3 a.m when they came out if somebody went to that club and waited till 3 a.m then they were only out for like 20 minutes i would have been pissed but thank god i was there not for them i was there just to enjoy it then it's like oh yeah i guess they come with it but after they leave, we we meet up. My, my buddy gets a text from those guys that we met in the line. They got a table. They like they they dropped the three grand for the table. They invited us over, 
And so we're chilling there at the table. When you're at the table, the dancers come up to you. They, they're dancing on your table. They're, they're messing around. There are these girls. I don't even think that they were with the guys. They just met up with us and they were trying to finesse off of us or something. So these girls were hanging out. And then one of the dancers was actually really fucking cute. She came up. She was grinding on this chick, dancing on her. And it's like, oh my God, just stop. And so we're throwing money on her, throwing all this cash, and it's just, it, it's simply just too good. And then this other blonde chick comes up, and she just like, I don't even remember if she said anything. She just grabbed me, and then she just like kind of pulled me back, and I was like, oh god, here I go. I'm getting, getting dragged back into the back room. And we go back, we, we, we go back into the back room, and I didn't realize it until she, uh, until then, but she started talking. I think this chick was like Russian or something. She was like, okay, $2,500 and we can do whatever you want for an hour. And like, she like grabs my, grabs my, you know what? And I was like, damn, that's a lot of fucking money. And I, and I was like, ah, 2,500. That's a lot. Ah, I can't do that. She's like, okay, okay, okay. 30 minutes, $1,500. And I was like, nope, nope, can't do that. She's like, okay, okay. What's your budget? And I was like, ah, more like a hundred bucks. And, and she was like, okay, okay. We can do, we can do one song for a hundred dollars. And I was like, ah, whatever. That's like, that's like normal at like a strip club. Hundred, hundred bucks for one song. That, that's not bad. And, I didn't have I didn't have the cash for it, or at least I don't think I did. I had a bunch of ones and I didn't count them. Uh, so she's sitting on my lap, by the way. So I can't like just get up and leave. And so I was saying like I want to pay for this like on like my on like a credit card. Like can you do Venmo? She's like no, uh, Cash App or Apple Pay. And so she pulls out her phone to do Apple Pay. By the way, her phone's not even in English. It's a bunch of hieroglyphics. I'm pretty sure it was Russian. I don't even know. But, like, it's not in English. And she tries... She sends me, like, her number so I can do Apple Pay. And I don't know... That that may have been why Apple Pay declined my credit card for it, was that it was a fucking Russian phone number going to nowhere in Miami. And so Chase Bank's like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, nope, that's fake. It's fraud. And so, kind of a good thing about that. And then she's like, what about that one? And she taps on, like some random card that I have in my Apple Pay from an old bank account years back that I don't use anymore. And thank God it fucking declined because <laughs> there's no money there. And 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 I was like, at this point, I don't even want it anymore. She's just trying to finesse me because these chicks are finessing hard. They're out here grinding, trying to make their dollar. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to do this. Can I just leave? And then she's like, okay. You, you put me in here, waste my time. Give me, give me some tips. I need, I need tips. And I was like, whatever. I give her like three bucks. She's like, more. I need, I need more money. So I like, I just grabbed another wad of cash. It was maybe like another five, ten bucks or so. And she's like, is that all you have? And then I just like, I pick her up, lift her off of me. And then I get up and I just sprint out of that back section. I I just sprint the fuck out of there because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get kicked out by a bouncer. I'm not gonna have her continue to harass me. I'm just gone. The thing is, 
She even accepts Bitcoin, and thank God I had that on Robinhood where you cannot transfer it between wallets. If I would have had that on Coinbase, she would have been all over that. But nope, Robinhood, shout out Robinhood for not not letting you transfer it around. I appreciate that. But yes, um, <laughs> so we finally get out of the club around 6 a.m. Right before we leave, we were back at the table for way longer than we should have been. And those guys, they were being super generous because they got all these bottles with the with the table. They're just making us drinks, me and my buddy. And we we're like, oh, shit, well, we're not going to say no. And they're just making them for us. Tequila, orange juice, never had it before. Not a bad combo, honestly. My buddy comes back from the bathroom and he says to me, dude, two tables over from us, Lil Zan's over there. And I'm like, bro, Lil Zan is here? And he's like, yeah, I just met him while taking a piss. And he's like, you want to go meet him? Like me and him are boys now. And I was like, yeah, I'll go meet him. I walk over. I mean, security's good to get in this place. So Lil Zan's just like chilling there with like some of his boys. You expect him to be like surrounded. No, he's not surrounded by anybody. He's just chilling there. And I just walk up and I just dap him up. And I'm like, hey, what's going? Like, your music's pretty dope. And he was like, oh, thanks, bro. Super chill, super nice. I don't think, I don't remember him smelling like shit, honestly. Um, but no, super chill. And I was like, damn, uh, can we, can we take a pic? And then as he's like, yeah, if you know, if you had me on Snapchat and you had me on Instagram, You've seen the picture of me and Lil Xan. If you haven't, maybe you got to check that out. I'm not going to drop it on the podcast, but if you know, you know. But just so you know, I did in fact meet Lil Xan, and I have a picture with him. But yes, that was... The funny thing about it is that that picture of me and Lil Xan, it's me and him, and then I use the snap filter of Miami, and then there's a timestamp on it of 5.50 a.m. And... It's funny because like, what the fuck is Lil Xan doing out at Thursday night at 5.50 a.m.? It's Friday morning, 5.50 a.m. in Miami. And it's like, what am I doing there with Lil Xan? That's, that's just what I love about Miami. That's what my friend said is the, his favorite part about Club 11. Because security is so good to get in there, you can be literally in there partying with celebs and you can just walk up to them and chill with them. There's good, there's good cover to get in there. So you're obviously not a broke ass if you're going there. And people are just like out there raging until the sun comes up or even, even past that, honestly. And then, so that was a few weeks back. And then this last weekend, I was in Miami again, went down there for my second time. And because hit, hit my same boy up. Cause I was going to invite him up here to hang out for a bit where I'm at. And he was like, oh, I'm actually going to Ultra this weekend. <laughs> and, and I, and he was like, yeah, I'm pretty occupied with that. And I was like, oh, damn. Well, yeah, that, that sounds pretty, uh, sounds pretty busy, but enjoy it. It sounds like fun. And he was like, yeah, I actually have an extra wristband, um, for a day pass if you want to come down and slide. And I'm like, dude, say no more. I'm down. So I go down to Miami, take the tri-rail again at that inner, at that same 
transfer station in Hialeah. Literally everybody was going some ultra. These people are, these chicks are wearing their fishnet leggings. Dudes are wearing jerseys. People, some guys, some dudes weren't even wearing shirts. They're just straight up out here, balls out and just like belly out, just painted, wearing sparkles, got ready to go have a great time in this ultra fest, EDM festival. My dumb ass, my unaware ass. I did not know until Saturday, hours before going to Ultra myself, that Ultra f- is one of the biggest music festivals in the entire world. I thought it was just like another basic EDM fest where chicks have an excuse to dress like whores. But honestly, Ultra Fest is huge. And I, I had a great fucking time. A f- a phenomenal time. I'm, I'm so glad I went. I'm so glad my friend gave me that day pass to get in there. I am, I am eternally grateful for that. Like ultra music festival. The thing, the thing, my favorite part about it, about going to ultra in EDM festival is that when I picture EDM music, EDM festivals, I picture all of that wub wub dubstep bullshit that's just like headbanging and just straight up like People on acid, just these fucking degenerates. And Ultra was like, it was like that respectable electronic music. Like I saw, I don't remember, there's a, there was a few no names that I saw, yes, but I saw Tiesto, DJ Snake, and Elenium in a row. What? That is insane. That's a, the lineup was incredible. All I can say is that if I'm still here in a year, which I probably will be, I'm going to Ultra for the full weekend next year. Maybe at that time I'll be actually living in the city of Miami. I don't know. I want to be, but I I need to be. I need to be at that next year. Honestly, I'm trying to go to Rolling Loud this year as well. I looked up the lineup yesterday and I saw Kanye was a headliner. Say no more. I'm getting a ticket though. I am getting... A ticket to Rolling Loud. Might have hit the same same boy as well, but he told me that he's actually having a yacht party in Miami coming up in a couple of weeks. So I'm probably gonna be finding my way back down there pretty soon enough. But yes, anyways, <laughs> that's what I've experienced so far in Miami about living in South Florida. Miami is incredible. Might be the best city in America. It's up there with New York. I had a great time when I went to New York. I got to visit there again. But I, I'm loving it in Florida so far. Weather here, can't beat it. Something that I had no idea about in Florida, up until I actually lived here, it rains almost every day here for like 10 minutes. And then it's fucking gone. The wind blows it away because the ocean's right there and the ocean is windy, I guess. It rains almost every day, and then there are people that I even met who that like that's the motto. They say, if you don't like the weather, wait ten minutes, wait five minutes, or something like that. And it's true. You can't look at the weather apps. You just go about your day, and then whatever happens happens with the weather. You don't look at the you don't look at the weather. You don't look at the forecast. You just play by ear. And it's the sun shines a lot. Like Sunday last week, I was out chilling by my pool where I live for a good three hours enjoying the sun, soaking it up, 
getting a good bronze look. And I was like, oh, it's a beautiful day. And then I come back to my place. And then I hear a sound outside. Look outside. It's raining. And I'm like, wow. Weather here truly is bipolar. But it definitely is great. I I have... I think I've seen it rain at night one time so far. Not a whole lot, but apparently it rains more over the summer, so we'll be figuring that coming out real soon. But yes, all that I talked about back in Des Moines and pay your dues leading up to moving here, about coming to Miami, coming to South Florida. I'm not in the city of Miami. I certainly wish that I was, but I'm close enough that I can go there pretty much whenever I want. Any weekend I want, honestly, and it's a great time. Make your way down here if you haven't. It's a blast. Miami is ratchet but fun, and I'm and I and I'm and I like it a lot. It's a good time. But yes, that that is all that I have for you today, and uh, another episode here of pay your dues. As I had said earlier, please make sure to hit that subscribe button if you are new here. I am going to be coming back with you, uploading that consistent content back to back every week. Eventually, I want to get into uploading twice a week. But for now, I'm going to get back into doing this once a week. I'm going to hold myself to that standard because it's not that difficult. I had the time for it now, and I'm simply in a position that I can motivate to do it, because down here in the South Florida hustle culture, the grind culture, out here making it happen, I am determined to, to do it. Even if the podcast does not produce the results, I still enjoy producing it. I still enjoy the listeners I have. I appreciate you. Please hit that subscribe button if you are new here, and please also consider paying your own dues by Subscribe into that OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast. But all that being said, we always, we have the tradition here at Pay Your Dudes of sending off every episode uh, with the same message. But yes, um, I am your host, Ash Kennedy, coming to you live from southern florida down here on the peninsula where if i don't know if it's going to be underwater in 50 years or not but enjoy it while you can so that's why i'm saying come to miami come check it out enjoy it while you still can before it's underwater if it's ever underwater but i'm down here on the peninsula in south florida this has been another episode of pay your dues i'm your host ash kennedy my slogan and our slogan at Pay Your Dues that we send every episode off with is to pay your own dues and always remember to pound your brews, but this episode especially, pay your dues and pound your dues, dirty dues if you will. Ooh, that Baja Blast. Yeah, the Mountain Dew, it's not a good chugger, but it definitely, uh, definitely is, isn't bad, as I said. A solid 5 out of 10 overall, but the Baja Blast and the Code Red, an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10, maybe 7 out of 10, but pay your dues, pound your brews, or pound your dues, your dirty dues. You sons of bitches, we love you, and have a nice day. Take it easy, bros.